international. Everyone just hates each other now. You know, like America's weird. It's kind of like everything started over on 9-11. Like we were reborn. You know, on 9-11, we were one year old. Since then, we went through those early developmental years where we had to learn how to walk and we had to learn right from wrong. And then we elected Obama and we entered those pre-adolescent years. It was a bit of a love fest and it made sense. First kisses, getting into music, learning how to be self-conscious while warding off bullies. And now, now America's fired up. We're a rebellious teenager. Our hormones are off the charts and our judgment is seriously fucking skewed. We function based on rumors and we act like a jackass in public and then we stay up way, way too late. America's a teenager. We're reckless. We're ripping down the posters from our walls in a fit of rage and we all hate each other because we're all in cliques in the lunchroom. Well, I just want to sit outside at lunch until graduation, if you don't mind. I hear the college years are pretty good. My name is Ryan. I was a teen in the 90s. I am not a millennial. All of my guests are. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. This is the good life. Just relax and let my mind drift. Having Y2K compliant. Slim Jim. Eat my shorts. What's the deal with Aquaman? Could he go on the land or was he just restricted to wood? No stairway. Denied. This is Ryan with the Millennials. I learned the trick to like any good live set is just make like a face like you know what you're doing no matter how it's going. Like just flip something on and it's like broken. It's like, and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> I, that. I was gonna do that, you know. I should try that with the podcast. Oh, totally. <laughs> start making, start making faces. This is going real well. <laughs> Set, dude, exude confidence. That's it, man. Fake it till it's you make the, it. It's the. It's not the. I, I was gonna make some kind of millennial joke, but I actually feel like that's like an older guy's thing. Do it. I, I, I feel like I learned that from like people in their forties. Yeah, and got that concept of well, like if your face looks like it's good, then it's probably good. Yeah, even though it's probably garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't shy away from making fun of the the title of the show or the millennial I don't even angle. Know the title of the show. It's 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 literally Ryan with the millennials. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, yeah, that's what I thought. I, wake, was, I knew it was something like that, but I got confused. But, yeah, well, like I wake up in the middle of the night wondering if I should change it too, because it's, it's just too late. it's too late now. You just I, gotta I work. Mean, with I, I'm, you a, got. I'm a fan of once it's out, it's just out. That's it. Yeah, like renaming like a project or an idea midway through. Yeah. That's annoying. that's a sh- and that's a show well, because of- then it just voids everything you did before. Yeah, I what? mean, it, it, depending on the amount of history, right? If you've done like two podcasts with one name, what's the fucking point? Once you change it, like just delete those two then sure. because you've just like voided the whole history. It yeah, it um, it negates all the work that you've done yeah. up until then, and uh, it also I think like when you change the title of something in the middle of doing it, you're you're showing a sign of. It's a weird weakness. It's a lack of confidence. Well, that is a weakness. I mean, I mean, I feel like this applies more in like a musical sense than like podcasts, but like, I've always hated the name breakdancing Ronald Reagan. I came up with that at 14. Oh really? Yeah, it sucks. I, you know, it's weird when I was, when we were messaging, you know, when all four of us were messaging each other, I was wondering, I'm like, 
should I address him by that or should I even no. bring it up? Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, I still use that, but I mean, the only reason I don't change it is like what someone's going to bill me as like, I don't know, what would my new thing be called? You know, it would be like Johnny and the blah, blah, blahs. And in parentheses, yeah. X break dancing Ronald Reagan. I've been at it for like 12, 13 years now. It's too late. I'd like to say that I do like Johnny and the blah, blah, blahs. Yeah. Uh, and in parentheses, X break dancing yeah, Ronald Reagan. That's included the, in the name. That so long no tail. Forgets. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, when your name's Jonathan Cash, you're just kind of fucked. Well, like, so whatever project you do is going to fall under this hub of that's that Johnny Cash guy. Right. His name's Johnny Cash. So it's like, what am I going to do? Well, and I know I'm okay, trying to change my alias and people are just gonna be like, you're that guy who did that other thing back in the day. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You can only get away with so I much. Well before. Just be that thing that I started at. Cause is, so Jonathan. So that is your real name. Yes. Okay. I could show you my ID. If you no, <laughs> I, I, I was actually going to ask, but uh, I've had that happen before. You, I, I mean, it's Jonathan Cash yeah. on Facebook and that yeah. led me to believe like, no, maybe that's actually his it's real not, name. It, I would rather be Johnny Cash on Facebook, but I got on there when it was just barely post the school only thing. Oh, okay. And it felt very official. And I was like, I'm supposed to put my whole name, right? Yeah. Yeah. And now everyone's got all their like cool preferred names and I'm like, Oh dude, don't call No one calls me Jonathan. Yeah. But it's there. Didn't, uh, I mean, did, did, when your when your parents named you, surely they knew. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm named after like my, my birth father who I've never actually met, but okay. It's like a weird thing. There's a bunch of like death in my name Uh huh. and like weird loss and shit. I don't know. Yeah. Named after my like birth father. I've never met. So you never met him because he passed away. No, he, he just he, fucking bolted. He took off. Like Cash is not his last name. That's like my mom's side. Okay. But my middle names are like two different high schools. I have two middle names like most good white trash have. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and my middle names are both like dudes my mom dated in high school that like killed themselves. And oh, like, my cool. God. You really gave me a fresh start here. Mom. Yeah. Wow. Like, I mean, I was just born into teenage suicide. <laughs> no wonder I'm like a shitty alt musician. <laughs> uh, well, or maybe that's why you're an amazing alt musician well but it's a shitty life <laughs> yeah that's like uh you know i was listening to uh i don't know if you're a springsteen guy but actually he, yes yeah <laughs> definitely he was, he was he was giving an interview and and he said that you know great musicians or great rock stars mm. or whoever they're not born from you know uh comfortable circumstances they're born in the usa they're born in the usa that's right that's he said that right after you heard that interview too that's so funny uh, yeah i mean you know huge fan yeah anything for a plug that know. springsteen huh He'll yeah just it's just any anytime we can bring him up during the show it keeps me in my comfort zone so, yeah was you know, he that's what, my point of reference for all things was he the first <laughs> he was the first rock star to resonate with you or no. <laughs> no, no, just one of many. My mom was like a, a '80s hair metal, like like radio slut. Yeah, that well, was her. I was going to say, basically, I could see that, except for the slut part. <laughs> I don't know your mom, but I mean, I don't know either. She definitely hinted at like some kind of Bon Jovi oriented like bang sesh that I didn't even know about. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wondered if my birth father that I've never met doesn't exist because it's like Richie Sambora from Bon Jovi, but she doesn't want me to know. Right, right, right. And she's just, you know, really subtly dropping so many hints. I'm seeing a resemblance to Richie well, she Sambora told me, She told me that my birth father's name is John Cook, and even as a kid, I always had this, like, did you just make that up? Yeah, yeah. Like, you just pick the first two, like, name things. You know? <laughs> like, let me, uh, white guy, uh, John Cook, yeah, yeah. Yeah, his name's John Cook. Or, like, she was, she was sitting at a restaurant, and she was, like, looking around yeah. the room and it was like John yeah John Cook. Cook. Uh, oh, there you go so they called it they called him chef yeah as a, it was his nickname so, I, <laughs> so if you ever want to go by chef yeah 
that if you need more facts about me, my mom named me this also because she wanted my name to be Nathan. And okay. she thought Nathan could be a nickname for Jonathan, and that makes no sense. No, Nathan is the long form for Nate. I guess it makes sense because... I mean, I know some people go by Topher, whose names are Christopher, but those people yeah. are wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean. Topher, uh, that sounds like a tennis playing name, right? Well, that sounds that like a very. That 70s show. That 70s show, but it always seems like a very well to do white guy name, right? <laughs> I hate it. Have you ever met like a poor Topher? Well, this one. <laughs> oh, there you go. I would say it's. I don't think of it as a wealthy white guy name. I think of it as like a like a child name. It's like you go by Topher when you're like 12, but right. then you grow up. And then you're Christopher. Yeah, like Chris. Yeah. I think Chris is the grown-up Topher. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, I don't know. Then again, I've never picked up John, which seems like the grown-up version of my name. Like, Yeah. Well, maybe you're, you don't want to grow up just yet. I just don't like the name. Yeah. I like John. John is, it's a it's very stern. It's, it's very serious. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. I don't. Well, I used to be called Big John by this guy I worked with at Walmart when I was yeah. a teen. And I was like, not only am I not that tall, I'm also not short enough to get like the tiny the, kind of whatever right. name. I'm not fat enough or skinny enough. Like I'm so neutrally built yeah. that calling me Big John is just dumb. <laughs> I used to hate that. It's like there's no sense of irony or like yeah. celebrating my obesity because I'm only like 220. Also, <laughs> what, yeah, what are you like a fucking lumberjack short order cook? Like that's well, what a Big it, John it is. It's yeah. like, yeah, I work in the frozen section. I don't need a cool nickname. I stock ice cream for a living. <laughs> yeah. And I'm 17. I don't need to be called Big John. R- yeah. He talk about a complex. Me, like, John. <laughs> Were there other Johns at the Walmart that you worked with? I, I don't know. Okay. You ever worked say, for a Walmart? You don't know anyone there. It's sick. Not only You're like I, a number. You're like a statistic. Not only have I never worked for a Walmart, I'd never even set foot in one until I moved to Austin because they don't have them in New York. Oh, I just, I just, this past July, went on tour with a friend from New York and took him to his first Walmart. He's yeah. like 35 and he had never been. I, I'm 37. I, I went, assume your reaction was the same, which was like, it's all right. I mean, it was all right, but it, you know, it's it, you know, you know, you hear about these WalMarts and you see, you know, like Walmart customer mm-hmm. memes online and stuff, and you start to form a, a like a narrative or an yeah. image of what they are in your mind. And when I went, I mean, it wasn't as outrageous as I thought it would I feel be. Like if you're from New York, you can see enough like outrageous street life without sure, going yeah. to a Walmart. Walmart, like you know, the people of Walmart.com bullshit. That's only exciting if you live in like suburbs and you see no people. Right, yeah. Because the fact is most Americans are pretty nasty looking. Yeah. It's not that hard to see a morbidly obese old woman that's like poorly dressed. No, I guess not. It's really not a well, rarity. Not where, maybe, unless, n- maybe not in the Walmarts, but in New York, I mean, it's not as commonplace. I mean, we have our I trash, mean, but it's, 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 it's a it's different It's more brand. commonplace than in the little like the burb areas, you know, where you yeah. just have no one on the streets. Yeah. Uh, that's a w- weird life. Walmart, though, all statistical. You don't know any of your employees i mean maybe you know who's in like your department but even then yeah so you don't you don't work with the same people i mean you kind of do but they're all kind of doing their own thing i'll put it this way last time i worked there i knew i was gonna quit because i was about to move out of uh houston where i grew up and i was gonna move to well new Braunfels to live with some family and eventually led to here and all that but uh i was gonna move and i knew they weren't gonna transfer me because i'd already put in a request and they said that one wasn't hiring so it's like no matter what i'm quitting yeah 
and it dawned on me all my my job and most like sales floor people there's jobs are as long as you're not cashier you, no one's really watching you right occasionally maybe like a truck needs to be unloaded but for the most part you're just putting things on the shelves yeah. and if there's no room left put it back in storage grab another box try to put it on the shelf etc right. etc and i was like couldn't i just leave yeah like would they know because i definitely like you mean like the you mean like, like leave the grounds yeah like go watch a well movie i lived or something. like a mile away yeah <laughs> and at first i just got a little brave which was like i would go take a smoke break that would last like an hour yeah and no one would say anything thing and then i would just like you know maybe go to the bathroom for like an hour and play yeah. around on my phone so no again said anything and then eventually i was just like what if i just like leave yeah. what if i just go home <laughs> yeah and i would walk all the way there like a mile away clock in walk back home yeah and at like noon walk back to clock out for lunch <laughs> stand there outside for about 30 minutes for lunch clock back in from lunch go home no one said anything no not only that but i pulled in like a hundred hours yeah. a week. Uh, that, well, I pulled in like insane overtime and no one ever, they just gave me a check. Yeah. I mean, there's no like human interaction really. That's amazing. I mean, when I quit, yeah. cause I had to walk in eventually to like quit. I could have just no call, no showed, but I wanted to leave like, the tiniest little window to get back in. Yeah, you don't want to burn the the, the, the entire. I, mean, I probably did. Yeah. <laughs> the whole stealing money for nothing thing. Yeah, but well, if you had you have now. That, yeah. yeah. <laughs> aside from that, I was like, I should at least be like, hey, I wish I didn't have to do this, but I have to quit. Uh, my family's moving, which a lie, whatever. But you know, I was moving, and I told him, and he was just like, as a manager, I swear, I'd seen like a hundred times. He was like all right, what's your name? Like, <laughs> You're like, it's right. me, Big John. What the yeah, fuck? <laughs> it's Big John. Yeah, what the hell? Don't you know me by now? The most ironically large man yeah. in Walmart. That's, yeah, that's, then that's like your name tag the next day. The most ironically large man. I, uh, yeah, those retail jobs are brutal. I similarly had, I was, before I got the, the gig I'm in now, and now I'm, I'm part of the corporate office culture, which I still have no oh, idea. I just thought you lived off the podcast. No, yeah, totally. <laughs> I live off in all the revenue from this, but um, no, I was working uh, at a Trader Joe's in New York, and then I transferred probably, to the one that's here. That's probably way better it, It's a little better, but it's a, it's, a, it's an extremely small staff, at least the one here. Well, actually, yeah, no, that sounds way worse, because you can't just disappear. Like well, I and that's what I did. Like, I pulled what you, you pulled, good? not to that okay. level. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, I left on good terms with them. You definitely can in most retail jobs because your job on the sales floor is just to like chit chat with customers that need yeah. help and like keep an eye on things yeah so. oh and the managers know like they yeah. they're, they're aware of what the what the position is like yeah. they're not expecting you to solve algebra problems yeah it's exactly just, here's a I'm box of around shit. Yeah. yeah put it up on the shelves and be nice to people yeah. uh, i think even the customers i would hope that they're aware that when you walk into these stores the, the workers don't want to be there. I mean, no matter how nice they're coming on to you. Well, that's why I don't like uh, when you go to a place that has a really good waiter. Yeah. I feel like bad service is better. Because <laughs> it's real? Well, yeah. Because yeah. good service it's is honest. like... I, I, I remember I used to go to... Because I used to live over by that place, Hillside Pharmacy or whatever. Yeah. And I used to go there a lot. And the, the, the row of seating, like, you can kind of sit facing, well, you're supposed to have someone there with you, but yeah. I would just eat there alone because I literally lived around the corner. Wait, it's called Hillside Pharmacy. It's a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. It's off, okay. like, East 11th. It's it's one of those, like, they got to come tell you where they've locally sourced all their bullshit you're about oh, okay. to eat. Yeah. And I would just <laughs> sit in this way where I was at an angle to this mirror that would show what's behind me. Yeah. And I would have my order ready so as soon as the waiter walked up. 
I could just start ordering. Yeah. Right. And just like really try to cut him off at the pass before he's like, yeah, our special day's like, no, no, I, I know what I want. Don't, yeah. well, you don't have to talk to me. Was he appreciative of that or was it just like, I, I think this he guy, was just mystified. Yeah. He was I like, get that a lot at restaurants because I really try to not communicate as much as possible. I'm just like, yeah, this, this one here on the menu, just sees letters I'm pointing to, just bring them to me. And unless I specify anything extra, just do that. I if anything, surprise me. Yeah. I feel like the servers, <laughs> I feel like they appreciate that a lot more. And they probably do, but they also have like, I could say you ever that place 24 diner. Yeah, sure. Their, their managers suck. And are like <laughs> those kinds that really want their servers to do a good job. Like, yeah. Every time a server like asks me how my food is, there's like a manager who follows through right oh, behind yeah. her. It's like, how's everything going today? And it's like, dude, I just answered that question. But yeah. I'm so eating they're it, aren't like, I? They're yeah. like mystified when I, when I, when I don't want to interact and I don't want good service. I just want like food brought to me. Yeah. You don't have to be nice. You don't have to sugarcoat it. I don't want to know where you got your cheese plate from. Like, <laughs> you know, it's cheese on a plate. So you've gotten it right. I don't yeah. need to know which farm it came from or yeah. whatever, but they just, they look horrified because they're like, oh, but I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to like, I have a job here. I'm supposed to like talk to you. The manager's watching. <laughs> yeah. It's like, sorry, I'm more happy if you don't. So yeah. you're not really a complicated guy in that regard. You know I what mean, you like. I guess overcomplicated, depending on how you look at it. Well, what's what's overcomplicated? What do you? What well, do you, I mean, what I'm definitely making more. My goal is to have less happen in that situation. But by going out of my way to make less happen, I'm definitely causing more tension and confusion. Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> so that's pretty. Maybe it's not pretty complicated. Or maybe not tension, but uh, there's a fine line, though. I yeah. set a. I can admit I'm a. a I set a, a unfair precedent for them because I'm like I don't want like you to be an asshole to me. But if you're too nice, right, I'm gonna be pissed. Well, I, if anything, <laughs> you, you need to be as neutral and like feelingless as possible, right? Because also, if you're a dick, I'm still gonna be pissed. But yeah. If you're like, oh, how's it going today? I'm gonna get away from me. Yeah. <laughs> you, you immediately put the walls up. Yeah. And uh, you make it so that they have to clear have them. To talk about walls. Yeah. In this day and age. <laughs> My bad. Yeah. <laughs> in much. Trump's America, I know uh, "wall" is a four-letter word, but uh, uh, <laughs> but don't I don't say. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't think that it's something that's unappreciated. If anything, yeah. they go back to the kitchen. They're like, yeah, I got this guy at my table. He just fucking sat down. Somebody wants him. All right. I don't like to talk. I usually don't. I have way too much anxiety to specify what I actually want on my order. I'm yeah. more willing to just buy garbage yeah. and like settle. You got a lot of uh, anxiety in like social situations. Oh, totally. Yeah. Not me too. I, I, anxiety is like, uh, key. I, I definitely firm believer, you know, as, yeah. as a person with massive anxiety that if everyone had, had like extreme crippling, like, anxiety the world would be like pretty sick yeah well it'd be I, good know, yeah. it would be like tight if everyone woke up and like everything they did started with like 10 minutes of like i don't know yeah <laughs> like if someone took i don't know if the well, president had anxiety i wouldn't even care what they did yeah I, well as long as i know they felt bad about it yeah i mean he's beyond anxiety but exactly but that's, I, that's the problem i don't care i don't care who we're at war with i just want him to feel like maybe he made a mistake even yeah. if he didn't fat fat chance I just want him to feel bad never gonna happen i mean i mean i don't I can't even say I'm pro whatever Bernie because I could tell he doesn't have any anxiety. That confidence, <laughs> yeah. that masculine American confident president idea yeah. does not mesh with me. Well, people I want my president to just get on the mic and be like, hey, uh, I hope you're not like mad, but I'm, I was just thinking maybe yeah. we could lower college uh tuition uh, sorry if that i mean we don't have to yeah <laughs> i just want that well most public figures tend to have that sort of uh i'm sorry i'm messaging my wife on no that's fine message camera. your wife oh, she's watching she's watching on the facebook live feed right now is she 
Is that what you just said? She, no, said she just messaged me. Oh, she just messaged you. <laughs> Someone's phone is missing at her house. Oh, okay. By all means, send, send some messages. It makes for some great podcast listening. There you go. Everything okay? Yeah. No. It, 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 was, it, was, it was your wife, so I didn't want to like interrupt. How long no. have you been married? Uh, like a year and a half. How's it been going? Good. You enjoying marrying, married it's, life? It's good. Is there any it's, different? It's no, it's no different, really. right? Yeah. I mean, we kind of did it as a joke. <laughs> but then it got like serious. <laughs> well, yeah. Those Originally, things we were just like on acid in, in this like forest in West Virginia. And I knew this guy named Zach who was like very worldly, kind of knows all these like yeah. body mind healer types. You met him in the forest? or you, No, I you knew, knew him. him. I met him there though. Yeah. Like he came to me. <laughs> yeah. We were there for like a festival thing. That okay. Was, dumb and i'm now banned from what? well we'll definitely get to that <laughs> that one's tell, good yeah. tell <laughs> I me about banned the, from like a festival a year and it's usually by accident which sucks because i normally try pretty hard at these things wait okay <laughs> wait wait so what did what did you actually now i want to skip over the forest wedding what oh, well the forest wedding short version asked this guy if he was ordained as a joke and he said yes and then while we listened to steely dan in his car he decided <laughs> yeah. to marry us and my best man was some guy i've never seen since yeah but then we had a legal wedding later <laughs> did you did you know the best man at all or did you meet him in west virginia i knew him but not really you were just like knew acquainted. Him. like he's someone if i was like passing through where he lives which is atlanta i would say hey i'm in atlanta and he'd be like sorry busy yeah okay or vice versa <laughs> i'd be like yeah i mean i'm here but not really to hang with you it's like an ancillary hey, i'm here an ancillary character yeah. in your life but getting banned was a whole nother yeah what the fuck happened so wait uh, first of all what was the festival it's called voice of the valley and and what what is that all about well it's like a noise fest or whatever just a bunch of hippies jerking off in the woods yeah not even no it's more like burning man style i thought it was hippie style i was like oh i'm gonna hang with these old beardo losers and just jam for four days but instead it's like the burning man like i have a nice tech job and it takes up a lot of my time so when i can get away i go full hippie and forget about my other life right sure and i have all this expensive equipment that i'm gonna show you while i play for like an hour and a half and huh. i'm really just gonna take up as much time as i can because my wallet is huge right They're, they could comfortably be a hippie exactly yeah that, so like, it kind of removes loose we're free for two days right then back to google or whatever. <laughs> Friday night. yeah i'm fitting a mold right now i'm beginning to feel a little self-conscious you've almost described what i am <laughs> minus minus the comfortable hippie part i mean I know, that's probably better than what i'm doing which is just being like well everybody's got their own path you know it's not uh, for one person to say uh you know um, another i'm certainly not offended if that's um i'm fine with that life i mean i yeah. definitely speak mostly from jail Jealousy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mostly broke. You okay? I, you want some money? Uh, you want to get some lunch after this? I think this? I'm a negative 97 in the bank because I did the old uh, overdraft and worry about it later if trick. You, if you start a GoFundMe, I'll, I'll contribute to it. I'm way ahead of you. <laughs> I'll be here for you. I'm, a, I'm, I'm one of those Bernie socialists. I'm oh, like, let man. me just give some back to the Yeah, year. I've never seen Bernie donate to a GoFundMe. What's up with that? Really? <laughs> yeah, well, he wants my vote. He needs to get truly millennial. I want to know his Kickstarter. It'd be like, great if up? he started, right? What did he what Did he, did he, did he try to invest? And I saw recently on Kickstarter the it's a watch, but it just says now on it. Yeah, because the time is now. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> and that's a real thing. They're trying to raise like ten grand. Just for live it. in the moment, man. I didn't see Bernie's name anywhere on that. Is that like a modern version of the Pet Rock? Like it's clearly, basically, clearly yeah. I was kind of blown away. Yeah, it's like yeah, okay, the time is now. Needless to say, we won't see the now watch on Shark Tank. I, I mean, just imagine the disappointment <laughs> if for some reason you need. Well, think about this: the only people who would need to ask what time it is in public 
and would need to like see your watch yeah. are probably people who are like very disenfranchised homeless people. Sure. Because otherwise, I feel like even the most broke people I know have some sort of phone or access to a phone, whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, really, it's just a watch that doesn't answer the question of a starving homeless person. Yeah. When you think about it, it's like, <laughs> so this guy's about to die, and he's like, can you please tell me what time it is? And he's like, time is now. Yeah, yeah. Live your dreams. <laughs> Stop that, being homeless now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it sounds exactly like the people that were at that festival, too. Oh, God. They'd be wearing that watch. Oh, there was enough, and they definitely wanted to look like the homeless guys. What did what did you do to get banned from uh, that? Well, this was when me and my wife had basically just met. Yeah. And just had our weird acid wedding like four days into hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> like brought her. I was on tour with a friend of mine and just brought her with me. Sure. Like picked her up in Chicago and was like, let's go. Yeah. And we we devised this whole set. She had written this whole like fan fiction crossover thing where I'm in the Harry Potter universe, but as myself. Okay. And I end up like fucking Harry Potter <laughs> as most fan fictions end with. Yeah, you of know, course. The payoffs almost always fucking harry potter yeah all the fan fiction <laughs> i've read of harry potter is you fucking harry it, potter well, there you go yeah, you jonathan I mean, cash yeah the only one yeah There's no one else ever done it before <laughs> but yeah we had this idea what we were doing since i brought her on tour is i would have this point in my set where i would go from like the noisier stuff to kind of like a lull mm-hmm. and just have her do like a reading of it because it was just a short little like kind of chat book scene like five or six pages mm-hmm. And we wanted to like spice that up because it wasn't just like a regular show. It was like a big outdoory festival. And how many uh, how many people? Like, what's the setup? I mean, was there a stage? A There's a stage. It's not yeah. bad for being a niche genre. That's like you have to drive like nine hours from any city that has anyone interested in it. It's okay. It's like a hundred people there. Okay. And they charge out the ass for it for some reason. So that's especially surprising. It's a sizable amount of people though. For like sixty dollars to hang out in the woods and listen to mostly just rich guys jerk off on each other yeah (laughs) (laughs) but minus the sex (laughs) um but we wanted to like set like as the the viral memes in 2015 which is when this happened where we wanted to burn like one of those minion toys like a doll of it and like a fedora because that was you know everyone was making fun of them at the time yep and so during that, like we we did the whole reading and then lit that on fire, and I kind of resumed the set louder as these like two idols of shitty internet culture are burning. Yeah, put out the fire when it's over, you know, clean up everything. Very respectful. It's all good. We leave on good yeah. terms. Two days later, the guy in charge is like tripping really hard on something, probably acid, I would assume, because that's his style, mm-hmm. at like 4 a.m. and writes me and is like, I would really like to know why you were burning effigies of me and my children. What? And I was like, what? 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 How did, yeah, how did the story... Well, apparently, he owns a fedora, which, I okay. mean, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I definitely <laughs> was burning effigies of those like him. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that adds but up. But like his, I don't know, his kids, like what, your kids like despicable me or whatever that's fine i don't care i don't really want to like kill or fight your three-year-old yeah it's just a weird like it sounds like one person misinterpreted what you were doing and then it it got back to him got to like uh well he was there i mean he saw it he He enjoyed it it. yeah he loved it yeah he joined in on a part of it where i was covering a song and asked him to sing with me he was all in until and then he he just got really high and got all like yeah it's like Alex Jones style, but only conspiracies involving me. Right. <laughs> so yeah. I went down. He's like, wait, that's like extreme narcissism. Kaiser so say <laughs> <It's> Jonathan <laughs> cash <laughs> burning minion dolls. Cause he wants to kill my children. Where, uh, where were you when you got the message? Were you uh, still Atlanta. in West Virginia or you were in Atlanta? Atlanta. Uh, 
yeah, I was just chilling in Atlanta on tour, like had a day off and got all these messages. Yeah. And like woke up to them because he sent them at like 4 a.m., which is why I'm drawing the conclusion he was not sober. Right, right, 4 a.m. Yeah, he was yeah. just really, he went off on this whole tangent that he thought reading the fan fiction, which has like gay stuff in it, was like using homosexuality to summon like dark energy as like a black magic ritual huh. and like setting some sort of tone or precedent that would lead to that. Yeah. I don't know. There's There was a few tiers of incorrectness, but the yeah. main thing I took from it, I mean, other than just telling the guy to fuck off, was... uh made it very clear that he was just mostly complimenting me because he put a lot more thought into my set than I did. Yeah, thought. I was going to say. I was winging it. We just picked up that doll at a Walgreens. We're like, it'd be funny if we burn this. Uh, I mean, as saw, an, like, as a hat at another store. It's like, let's burn that one. As too. an artist, I feel like this is a high compliment. The fact that you were able to arouse such emotion. Yeah, apparently I am, uh, you know, really just engaging in these rituals to, you know, burn <laughs> effigies and all yeah. this shit when I'm mostly just lazy and apathetic like most fucking millennials man oh fuck those millennials <laughs> you know let me tell you something apathy in my day was nothing like how the millennials are, are yeah, putting it out there you guys are killing killing it with the apathy I love it uh, so how many it uh, clearly didn't sully your reputation you still do a lot of festivals uh, right? I guess so I mean I, there's a new one every year yeah. that I get kicked out of oh what was the Central. last one you got kicked out of uh, St. Pete Noise Fest in St. Petersburg Florida oh yeah Florida. so West Virginia and Florida you've been kicked yeah, out of i, I don't know if that's a loss yeah, yeah exactly loss. like oh what's next wyoming yeah <laughs> you can never come back <laughs> the, yeah the, live. the artistic hub of boise idaho <laughs> yeah. is uh, next on the list here um uh, there was really no story to the florida one though i, I want to act like there was but honestly i don't really you think it's a case of uh, being a stranger in a strange land like you're the new guy and nobody no really i've been there are. a bunch and i got a really good response and i think that was the issue is it was this festival that was run by like two different people yeah. And one had kind of taken a back seat and the second guy had come on who was a friend of his to kind of start booking and curating while the other guy just sort of was the guy who started it and just okay. hung out. How many people were at that one? Same mm, amount or more? Somewhere around there. Somewhere, Nothing okay. crazy. I mean, it was in like an art space, like 50 people yeah. kind of thing. So these really aren't festivals as no, much as they're just no, like parties. just big shows yeah. that are like two days long or whatever. It's billed as a festival though to increase it. seem more important. Yeah, it exactly. works for everything. Yeah, and really course. just this podcast fest right now. That's right. Like, yeah, I was going to say we <laughs> should read over this. one guest. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like an this, audience of two. Exactly. Yeah. Better That's than a I get at home. <laughs> <laughs> it's so St. Petersburg. You were kicked. There out. was, I, I was like, everything went fine during the show. And this is how it always goes down. No one ever just tells me when they're mad. Right. They have to wait till I'm long gone and they mull it over and they, then they get pissed. That's so weird. Why? It's weird. Cause I'm a pretty neutral. It's I think I don't want to say non-confrontational. Cause I mean, I've definitely gotten in some stupid confrontations. Oh, but for the most for part, yeah. for the most part, if you approach me and you're like, dude, that thing yesterday kind of pissed me off. I'd be like, all right, well, let's, uh, that was yesterday. work through this. Yeah. But instead people wait till I'm gone. And then they just like, send me a message. They're like, don't play here anymore yeah. or whatever. Well, yeah, you, and know, it was you know what that is, right? That, that's well, envy. That's I was going to say envy. in this case, yeah. that's literally what it was because honestly, I didn't do anything crazy this time. I did kind of my standard, whatever the hell it is I do. I didn't do anything gross or messy and everyone yeah. was like having fun. And this guy, like basically the original guy who booked the fest kicked the other guy off who had been curating it for this past year. Yeah. Said he was taking it back over and just listed a, to him a list of artists he didn't want anymore, myself included. And they were basically yeah. all the artists who had really good crowd response. Yeah. And I'm just thinking maybe it's because back when he ran it and was performing at it, he didn't get as good a crowd response. I don't right. know. Yeah. 
Because, I mean, I could see banning me even just on the grounds that I have a reputation of doing stupid things, even if I didn't that time. Like theatrics or offstage stuff? Both, I okay. guess, yeah. <laughs> depending. Well, you don't um, seem like a guy that would row. Do you, are, you a, are you a rabble rouser? <laughs> Do you kind of stir things up? I got drunk at one fest and, like, threw a speaker off the stage during someone else's set and broke it. I mean, they, well, that'll do it. They yeah. tried to like bill me for that, but I was just like, I'm not paying you. Yeah. But you don't, don't do that on I a regular in, basis. I don't live in Richmond, Virginia. So if you want to yeah. like kick me out, that's fine. You don't do that on a, on a regular basis no. though, right? I mean, that's just, that was just an isolated. Not anymore. Incident. Yeah. I feel like I, a younger, I would do it. That's the thing. Yeah. I had that whole, you know, I'm leaving the millennial age thing. I was, yeah. cause everyone I know, I've always known people older than me. Sure. So it didn't hit me till recently. I was like, wait, I'm like three years from 30. Yeah. Everyone else I knew was like about that age when I met them. And you know, you kind of, you feel like you're always like the, the child of the, the scene around you. And I was sure. like, man, there's a lot of new people around who are really stupid. <laughs> oh, they're all like 21. Yeah. Wait, I'm that guy that, you know, you're now the said sage. I was the asshole kid, you know, <laughs> like now I've fucking come full circle. Yeah. So I don't know. Is that how, is that how you view it though? Or do you really feel like you are now the sort I of still kind of feel like the in kid. a parental position or do you, feel I still feel like the kid, but I, I mean, I'm aware that I need to stop before I become the guy who's the perpetual shitty kid who just right. like suddenly, suddenly, you know, we're talking about this outside a friend of mine who had kept asking me to help him book shows when he was like 30 and I'm 19. Sure. I could turn into that guy if I don't like yeah, make it's possible. that. Yeah. You seem, to, wanna, you seem to have a little bit more drive though than well, the person you were mentioning somewhat, before the show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just don't want to be like, I don't have to rely on a fucking child to get through my daily uh, activities. You shouldn't rely on adults either. They're just as bad. <laughs> but I uh, should just be able to do it myself. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my goal. Yeah. You said you're three years from 30 though, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, so uh, you just speaking from experience, uh, there is a point where, you know, you start charging into your thirties yeah. where you begin to feel, cause you know, I have a history being in stand-up comedy and, you know, hanging out on that scene. And yeah. There comes a point where you realize everybody is almost 10 years younger than you. And mm. it's like, holy shit, I am now the sad old man. Yeah, you start, you see this lingering. new, you see this new like set idea, be it comedy or music or whatever. And you're like, this is trash. Who would like this? And then you <laughs> yeah. see another one. You're like, why is everyone doing this garbage? Yep. Then you realize you're the only one not doing that That's garbage. Right. And you're the garbage. I'm the garbage. <laughs> it was you all along. All of my shit is antiquated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I'm doing the, Schwarzenegger impressions. Yeah, yeah. You're doing the carrot top bits. You just got to know when to I move got, on. I got on a whole carrot top thing last night. Well, what really about? like tried to watch that like now. No, <laughs> it's rough. <laughs> no, I no, I it's haven't. not like not good. It's not good. Did you see the Arsenio reboot they tried? Uh, Which did not briefly. Really, no, it did didn't not pan work out. out. It I was mean, bad. Why would they try that? But All, yeah. it, he had Carrot Top on circa like 2013, I guess. Yeah, I, I missed it. You know, Arsenio fans out there, forgive me for not <laughs> keeping up with him and Carrot Top. Yeah, but you know, I finally got around to seeing it. And it's rough. Mm-hmm. Arsenio has no personality anymore. I don't know what happened to him. But oh, Carrot he Top, he's Carrot out of touch. Top's like more out of touch yeah literally the first joke he makes during the interview is about how he was going to show up in blackface but changed his mind yeah and there was like 10 levels to that joke that didn't work yeah i was like first of all i mean offensive yeah uh, that's not even a new thing blackface generally post 1920s not the best idea nah, not a good idea um <laughs> but also no one asked no like exactly, there was yeah. no lead into that joke like huh i'm 
black thanks yeah no he just came one. out and open with yeah, that carrot yeah. top was just like really reaching for material and was like well this guy's black so i'll yeah. just say i was gonna wear blackface yeah that's relatable i guess the interesting thing <laughs> uh, the interesting thing to me about carrot top nowadays is okay even larry the cable guy has an audience and mm-hmm. and and he's oh carrot top doesn't yeah well carrot top he's just he, his brand is bad comedy like it's that synonymous too. it's it, like the every, whole the everyone, whole time he's doing his bits he's like acknowledging that people don't like yeah, it. yeah it's like, like dude you he know i don't know if he's aware I, you know like i just to, i bet he'll kill himself on stage <laughs> <laughs> like what he's gonna do all his props and then once it's gonna be a gun it's like yeah oh, this is a this is a toilet seat for when your wife's mad at you yeah this is a gun for when your set's going badly that just blows his brains out and that's the last it's the carrot joke. top massacre yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's the it's final a, joke it's jonestown this is my impression of jonestown top. <laughs> crazy or bud dwyer you ever see that video it's pretty fucked up i don't recommend looking it up yeah the th- carrot top is kind of fascinating to me i'm wondering what his legacy will be like after he dies the chairman of the board's a good movie i never saw it's it. well <laughs> maybe maybe we should switch i should be the host here just, yeah by all means let me tell know. you about the 90s yeah no, it's good i mean it's trash <laughs> but you know i remember it's, when it came out it's I just a never funnier saw it. amount of trash because i guess someone someone's wrangling carrot top and not letting him just only be carrot top yeah well Once he's just carrot top on his own it's kind of sad yeah it's sad when you're a celebrity who has like 30 years experience but you run your own youtube channel and upload yeah. the footage of you on letterman yourself <laughs> it's a channel it's the carrot top channel like right late night with jimmy fallon or whatever the fuck they yeah. are not uploading videos of when carrot tops on well, he I, is i think like chairman <laughs> chairman of the board i think was his attempt at advancing beyond what he did on stage like didn't work. in the 90s there was this Sadly. weird race between him and paulie shore oh true like, yeah yeah like, how low you, can i sink see i was more of a paulie shore and we all were that's why it worked yeah that's why yeah. he became who Care he became top scared me when i was younger yeah he now went. also he was on fox news who was carrot, carrot top. top like comment comment yeah he, was he? He, he went off about how he doesn't want bernie sanders to redistribute as well what the fuck <laughs> what like, is, he's trying to get political now there's like, there's so uh, i mean how seriously it wasn't even fox news it was fox business it was like their business <laughs> network with neil cavuto one of those yeah, yeah. It, was, it was some some chick but i think she was a guest host i don't know okay it was weird though when, when you think of right-wing business-oriented stuff you don't think let's get carrot top on I, yeah, let me tell you something. You know who's really going to put the nail in this bernie sanders coffee <laughs> a scathing <laughs> review from carrot top or I, as his shirt says now c top i don't think about <laughs> carrot top right uh, uh, for anything like unless i need like generally no yeah if i need like a baked potato to pop out of a jack-in-the-box like yeah he's the guy that i'll fucking yeah, turn exactly. to but when, it, when it comes to business affairs like i'll pass his jokes are weak too like yeah, they're weaker well, he's a Vegas, I mean, they were always bad yeah. yeah that's the thing he's, he's a gone full vegas yeah, and does the same props every time did you know that he ripped off his act from someone did I mean, you i don't know how con- is that kind of knowledge I'm i sure. don't know i mean i i would hope he you know that that's not because why would you do that because why he's would you desperate. steal crap yeah, yeah. he uh his, it's like that carlos mencia guy everyone's like he ripped off george lopez i'm like wow that's uh, fucking garbage others. ripping off garbage yeah like, well carrot top there was a guy in philadelphia named the legendary wid and um sounds, sounds like trash yeah well it's trash but but the difference is that he was aware like he yeah, yeah. he named himself that because he knew he's not yeah this carrot seriously. top tries to play that he's aware but you know he probably like really goes home and just like looks in the mirror it's and like, he's like i didn't do good yeah they or oh, i hope they good. love me yeah yeah like there's a there's a he weird wants yearning to succeed yeah that's where he f- fails well he, he succeeds he just doesn't resonate you know like how often are you gonna meet somebody who's like dude i fucking saw I mean, carrot top. how long before me bringing this up was like <laughs> 
last time someone mentioned Carrot Top to you. You know what? You're right. I, I can't remember <laughs> the last time. It's been a solid 20 years for most people, Probably. honestly. Yeah. Well, it, I run in the comedy circle. So again, he's synonymous with bad comedy. But yes, you're right. A serious like, discussion. I mean, yeah, I'm not place. quite deep in that scene, but I feel like even then... Yeah. He would not be brought up. <laughs> no, on the list of influences, he's, he's in that he's in mentioned. that realm that's not even like funny bad. It's just like this is not good, and mm-hmm. I kind of don't like. It's stressing me out to watch this. Right, right. It's not like pathetically bad. It's just like. Mm. It's not Let's done. Change it. It's not done with a hint of irony, you no. know. Like, like uh, I'm trying to think of a comedian or or anybody who's come back around after having a serious career of like questionably well, cheesy like, material. He seems aggressive too. If you really like yeah. look at his eyes on older specials, <laughs> like there's one where he like puts his hair and like pigtails and like who am I? Yeah. And the joke's supposed to be Wendy's, and someone says like you know Pippi Longstockings or whatever, and he's yeah. like no, and gives him like a strong like staring oh. stare, and I'm like. Man, the worst thing about Carrot Top is he probably beats his girlfriends. Yeah. His yeah. stand-up sucks, but also he's probably really abusive. He's probably an asshole, yeah. I mean, look at his stand-up. Yeah. <laughs> look at his wife, stand-up. That's wife-beater material. Well, and the, <laughs> the, the level of success he has risen to, it, it, it almost lends itself to him being a bad person. He probably looks at guys like Ray Romano, and it's just like, I could have had it. I could have had it all. <laughs> yeah, that, that D-tier to the... He's like the B list to the D list. Like, right. Yeah. Second tier of the last tier. That's like, so funny. If Carrot Top showed up to like a movie premiere or like to something would important. Would anyone know? Yeah. Like what, like what would be the treatment? Like uh, that's what I, I mean. I would be stoked to be like, Hey, it's you. Well, uh, you know, and in a, in a, in a, <laughs> I just, remember to, you. just to bring this back around, wouldn't it be interesting if he stopped doing all the Vegas stuff and did like, and returned to like, try to reconnect with like the ironic audience, you know, that would like, be good. I yeah. mean, that's a, uh, I'm trying to think. I feel like there's some people who have done. I feel like Paulie Shore, to a smaller extent, did attempt that. Yeah. I mean, when he did that whole staging. Uh, I think Weird Al did it pretty successfully. Uh, Not that he's a, a bad that's, figure. That's one of my, as the millennials put it, that's one of my triggers. Oh, is that right? <laughs> what is it triggering? I Nothing. I just oh, hate nothing. Weird Al. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, it's one of those things where it's like, even as a kid, I thought, I mean, I got it, but I have a... Uh, I have a couple friends who really like still like Weird Al as like a relevant like let's listen to remember, yeah. remember Weird Al it's like yeah like, yeah like, but it's not done with an ironic wink or a nod or really anything. no it's seriously not like, man this isn't that funny let's yeah. listen to it anyway like no it doesn't start that way it's just like dude Weird Al oh wow maybe I'm really out of touch because I've always been under the impression that you know Weird Al rose to you know you know amazing fame and stardom because he was doing something funny at the time and then after a while everyone was just like okay I we thought get he was it. dead for but, a while but now he's because of that King of the Hill bit <laughs> yeah where they acknowledge him as dead Do they? they say I think it's King of the Hill someone correct me if I'm wrong but they like mentioned him being dead. Get our, get our research team on yeah, that, please. They mentioned that he's dead on King yeah, of the Hill. Like, what? Uh, I what feel do you like remember? Hank's talking to Bobby, and he's like, "You'll end up dead like Weird Al Yankovic, oh. <laughs> <laughs> dying alone with no friends." Some kind of joke like that. Uh, like, yeah, just like. A, and I was like ten when I saw that episode, so I really didn't understand that the joke is he's not dead. Right. Yeah. Well, it's, I was it's, just like, "Wow, he." I didn't know that he's that's dead. That's actually a great meta joke, right there. Well, it's, it's almost, slightly it's, pre-internet a little bit, or at least yeah. dial-up age that I saw that. So. Yeah. You big King of the Hill fan? Oh, definitely. It's a great show. I feel like of the cheesy Southern stereotypes portrayed on TV, it's the closest to reality. Yeah. I which I mean, uh, I don't care too much, but it's just like a played out joke. Otherwise to do the really over the top, like yeehaw, I'm from Texas. Sure, like the cowboy no, no one's like that. No, if anything, Texas is mostly dull and that's the problem. Like mm-hmm. if we had some stupid cowboy redneck shit kickers, it'd probably be more fun, but we don't <laughs> have anything. Yeah. Mostly just flatlands and pretty average, like, 
suburbanites yeah. <laughs> honestly the king of the hill. yeah that's the thing they're like slightly southern but they're mostly just kind of dull suburban people who are a little religious but not that much not very cultured a but, little a little yeah. safe but not really like too safe like yeah. they're just kind of boring well and hank, the road and, people and hank is so by the book that when he yeah when when when, when it strays far from the page i would say he's upset. probably the least relatable character because uh, he's yeah. by the book in like in like a very strict way that to my upbringing at least wasn't accurate well and i think that might be the joke is that the, 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 yeah, per, yeah, the person like who's over su- the top yeah, the person who's supposed to relate to hank hill is who the joke is being played mm-hmm. on you know when i first started watching that show i had no idea that it was a satire well the, be- uh, the best thing is like i mean i really think the dale gribble character is weirdly actually kind of common in texas and that's the one that yeah. you would on paper say is the most like ridiculous Abstract. Like, no no one like but no, I mean, we're in Alex Jones country. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of Dale Gribbles, <laughs> especially because Alex Jones knows how to market to like the poor. Yeah. That's specifically his strategy. Of course. It has been. That's specifically the right strategy. Exactly. Yeah. When he started doing the, the right wing strategy, he started doing like the, the printed info wars, which I think he already stopped, but he did like a yeah. free printed info wars a couple years ago. And I was living in far East Austin in a real shit, yeah. cheap part of town. And that's where they'd be. Yeah. Is I that where go, you go? I wouldn't go downtown and find like a copy of InfoWars at like some no. nice grocery store, like Whole Foods. No, I'd find no. it at like Arlen's. Yeah. Or like in Bastrop or something like yeah. that. Yeah. It's like he just finds the poorest people, gives them a shadow entity to point at and get mad at Look, and takes advantage of them. If you've got the ability to empower poor people with uh, a frame of mind that makes them feel like they are in power, then, um, you know, you're on, yeah. on the road, you know, work for uh, Christianity. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Not to get all uh, controversial Whoa. here. Yeah. Really we'll talk uh, about that on uh, Facebook Live. Keep it safe here. Yeah, it's cool in my feed. Uh, where in uh, what? Where in Texas did you grow up? Houston, uh, specifically like East End of Houston. Like, yeah, getting a little closer to like that kind of suburban, going towards like Viter. Were you areas. were you in the suburbs or not quite? Uh, well, I moved a lot. Okay. I was definitely in one of those like single parent moving from neighborhood to neighborhood. Like, I don't think I ever stayed in the same school district longer than like a year or two. Kinda. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, I no like old school friends from school everyone i knew i knew for like two years tops wow yeah um but yeah mostly like east texas houston area yeah i lived downtown for a bit as like a teen before i kind of like left home but Mm -hmm. mostly suburban bullshit yeah Yeah. because you earlier in the conversation you referred to yourself as good white trash and i'm just kind of i'm just kind of curious like what is that all about I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't say even come from the hugest white trash upbringing. It's more just like my family wants to be. Okay. I feel like I've got one of those like neoliberal pseudo progressive type families that are definitely Southern, but not that Southern. And they would just want to like, I feel like the neoliberal thing is they want to please everybody okay. in a really weak way. That very like pandering, like Clinton esque whatever. Yeah. Is there, like, is there an example that you could think of? When well, you like growing I mean, up just and- my mom, a good example is my mom just like is a type of person who would change her way of speaking based on who she's talking to. And it's like my grandmother would call and she'd be like, Oh, Hey, how are you doing? You know, yeah. it's like, Oh, now you're this old Southern bell or whatever. Like, yeah. But then like, you know, like she would talk to like a friend of hers who'd be black and she would be like, what's up girl. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> and, you know, in her head, she's like, I'm trying to relate because I'm not racist. Right. Right. The reality is like you're being you're actually racist. thinking all black people use a certain type of yeah. a way of speaking that you don't which is 
I mean, the, every time I'd hear someone on the phone, they were they just sounded really stiff. And they're like, yeah. "Hi, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah." Well, I, you know, you got to let people be. Who well, they I had to are. give her that whole yeah. talk when I when I moved to Austin and I moved in with this like Peruvian gay couple that ran a restaurant together, and she was like, "Oh, it must be really well decorated." And I was like, "Mom, <laughs> I don't think you understand that that's actually not cool." Yeah, like that assumption. She's like, "But it's a good one." I'm like. Did she ask, okay. if, ask if there were a lot of like baskets on the wall and mosaics and stuff? Like <laughs> She didn't get into too deep of details. There were. Though. That was the funny have, thing. Uh, they've was, got a donkey in the back, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing worse than trying to disprove a stereotype while you're literally just like seeing it go down because there were a fair amount of nice baskets and decorations. Sure, yeah. <laughs> it Look, was both very gay and very Peruvian in there. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> I still had to explain to her that she didn't know that, so yeah. she didn't need to say that. Hey, look, I'm a Jew, and I'm not you know sitting here saying that I never complain about things. You know, stereotypes I'm, exist. I'm, I'm a white guy from Texas wearing a Kid Rock shirt right now. Hell yeah! No. I'm living the dream of stereotypes. Want, yeah. You know where I got this? Walmart. Hell yeah! Did you steal it during your shift? No, it was five dollars. Good for you. It was man. On sale. You're wearing it well. I gotta say, I, got, I paid for it. That's the darkest part. Yeah, You'd, you would think st- shoplifting Kid Rock is pretty like low. <laughs> yeah, but paying for Kid Rock even lower I think is lower. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, you're lining his pocket now. Exactly. <laughs> lining Walmart, all the evil corporate entities. Yeah, all that bullshit. Are you, you're not even a Kid Rock fan, are you? Um, or, or is there something about, I mean, you know? I would say in the, you know, deepest ironic bullshit sense. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna, no. No. <laughs> Everything, no. that cowboy song, yeah. pretty sick. Yeah. Because <laughs> just the whole progression of that song makes sure. no sense to me. Like when he's got that like auto wall, like envelope filter on his voice and it doesn't sound like anything. Yeah. But I mean, once he turned into like a right wing country guy, I was like, there's enough of these. I don't need another one. That was kind of weird how that happened. The novelty of being like a guy in a pimp hat with like a little like short man baby thing rapping behind him was sick. (laughs) That's almost more offensive than saying midget. What you just said. Well, I mean, man baby thing. I thought he had like a Benjamin Button disorder. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. I I didn't know. He started out as like 6'1". I don't think he was like, uh, exactly. (laughs) Joe C, dude. That's it, man. Joe C. Love that Joe C. Yeah, no, I, uh... (laughs) Yeah, that's not, that's not like... No, he had midget, that, quote unquote. No, he had that's that. Like, he had that Gary Coleman thing where yeah, he never this aged. is like man boy child yeah. thing. Joe C. Whatever. Yeah. America's hype man. That Joe C. I uh, really. That's that's how we ended up where we are now. His death. <laughs> now look. Now look what happened. Yeah, yeah. You think? Uh, you think him and Minnie Me ever like really like had it out? Oh, dude, Vern Troyer is sick. Yeah, Love that guy. He should have so him on the surreal life. Yeah, probably the only reality TV moment that stuck with me. When he peed ever in the will. corner. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you don't get much better than that. Like, no, it's if you're gonna sink low enough to like take in trash. I mean, you're gonna get like, I mean, it's like going if you don't want to see Vern Troyer pissing in the corner on the surreal life. Like why? That's yeah. like going to McDonald's being like, I'm gonna get the salad with all the chicken in it it's or completely. whatever. I completely like you just agree. go all in, get your shitty burger and enjoy yourself. Yeah. Watch Vern Troyer just nude pissing because he's like clearly mentally unstable There's in a way that has nothing to do with his height. Yeah. And I really feel like they pin that on his height <laughs> as being the root of his issues, but they're much deeper, obviously. Sure. His height is like the least of his problems. There was there was no reason to watch the surreal life except to wait for something like that. Well, there was the one with the smash mouth guy on it, which was only good because like it wasn't good at the time. I didn't care, but obviously in the age of fucking post ironic, whatever, uh, seeing the smash mouth guy on a TV show is just good. Yeah. Especially because it it shines a light. Cause, uh, what's her face? Uh, there was like the trans actress from back then. He was real big RuPaul. No, that's the only one I got. 
Is there another one? Patricia Arquette. Yeah. Patricia Arquette. One of them. One of the Arquettes. The Arquette that was transgendered. Oh, I didn't even know that there was one yeah. that was trans. I don't oh. know. <laughs> I mean, to me, bit of an education because <laughs> I forgot about her. You, uh, it's like she's dead. <laughs> you've got a, you've got a, a, a bit of a. I'm sensing a bit of a fascination with like a quote unquote trashy '90s pop culture. I mean, yeah, I was poor and couldn't afford any cable, so I saw all that stuff like a half step late. So yeah, yeah that was all I had to watch. I just uh, I just saw a real big fish in concert. Do I they qualify? They, <laughs> I heard they I heard they came through. Yeah, of, yeah. of course. Yeah, I mean, wait, that did was, they do? Wait, what was their one sellout okay the other one boss tones the one that did the knock on wood that's right whatever really controversial statement very controversial uh, all pop ska bands look the, and sound alike to me but the thing about that show <laughs> or the thing about that band well first of all i went just because uh a friend of mine was going offered you know an opportunity oh, to go i got see dragged it. icp by these two yeah i mean <laughs> you, you go and see shit like that because it's like why sure why not yeah, yeah i'm not doing anything fun. uh so i go and as i'm watching the show i it begins to dawn on me like yeah these guys are in on the joke like they they're not taking that's, themselves seriously that's when it sucks though well it, do, it didn't suck because they were still giving a show it wasn't like that's they were, true but they weren't self-deprecating yeah but it's like that era of like self-deprecating like b-movie horror like ginger dead man or whatever and it's like this is crap these guys know this sucks yeah. i don't want that but I, I i look the alternative was they took themselves too seriously and i feel well, like that's that what i good. want i yeah. mean it's bad for them yeah i want to exploit them and you want to see the train that's right. their problem well you'd be, ha- <laughs> you'd be happy to hear that they covered that knock on wood song oh. at the end and it was kind Perfect. of it was kind of funny yeah. did anyone it know pretty- it was a cover they're like oh i love this song well, no, they, yeah they, they they introduced it they said oh we they played through an entire album the album with sellout they played it in okay. its entirety and then at the end they were like oh we can't believe we forgot to play one song we forgot a song and everybody's like because everyone else there was real fans and they were like yeah. huh no you played the whole album <laughs> and then knock and, on wood. and then all of a sudden yeah that's a good idea all right well that's a level of self-aware i can get down with yeah i mean come on you gotta but when it's like when you're really pushing it when you start just releasing content that's like self-parody well that's like like flavor flav just to bring it back to the vh1 you're too self-aware most of those yeah vh1 guys vh1 definitely started this trend of like we know we're 90s trash let's just keep it rolling yeah. it's like uh, it's not the same now no now it's like now you know you're doing you know, it and you feel good about it it's yeah. like I don't know it's only good when you believe in it it's like being like <laughs> I don't know it's like if you were to like talk down to someone but then you found out they're like super into like submissive shit and it's like wait i'm just giving this guy like an erection by telling him how stupid <laughs> and gross he is yeah what i don't a, want that i don't yeah. want the 90s trash to get erections so yeah I want, them to be, I want them to be bummed out what a what a, what a journey that you took just I, there from point know, a to point in my B. head it worked better and i started saying it out loud and that I was, was like, great this i loved it what did you did you see uh cory feldman on the today show a uh, little bit of it, yeah. But you're, I, you know what happened there? I, I feel like, well, that's another, okay, he's like half self-aware, which I appreciate, but also, because yeah. I mean, he's clearly trying to be a little funny, but he also could not handle the criticism of his attempt. Sure. So that Did, part. I, was there backlash? I didn't, I, yeah, thought he, he, I thought he was cool with everything. No. Oh, he wasn't? He was definitely kind of like uh, f- offended that people were like laughing at him, and I'm like, well, I thought you wanted to be, like, right. that's what you wanted. The well, worst, I, I think there was an odd, I mean, here's the thing, I'm just speaking for myself, mm-hmm. there was an, I think there was an odd percentage of the population that was also celebrating what he did like it was I loved it, it yeah. yeah i loved it it, it was i was weird. only bummed out when i found out he like took it 
personally when people were well yeah of course anti that i was like really grow up but i watch it and i'm just like <laughs> yeah. yo cory feldman is just doing his thing yeah just fucking let him do it on the today I would show book him yeah i could get him out of here for he's, cheap he's doing the show next week come back <laughs> he's <laughs> Good, not yeah he's not doing much the classic millennial yeah. cory feldman <laughs> uh i guess so, in that case he'd be interviewing you like switch roles yeah absolutely i'd love to be interviewed by cory feldman what um so what uh what are some some of the shows that you've been to recently or who, who do you like to go see live when I you don't can? like to leave anymore at all Ever? i think this is part of that 27 inch into 30 realization it's like i don't have to go out anymore no in fact maybe i shouldn't maybe yeah. i should just hole up for as long as possible um like when I mean, you know you know you're not missing anything i mean i just go to you know friends shows occasionally usually yeah. I'm guilty of being that guy who's like, am I on the bill? I might not go. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> but you know, anything in my little noise kids, social circle. I mean, I'll see this guy. Yeah. Mr. Ethan over here play. Yeah. But otherwise, I mean, I did go to see a uh, Slipknot and Marilyn Manson a while back. Oh, that that was cool. pretty funny. Yeah. That was definitely like half irony, half like I should do this. Cause yeah. I didn't when I was a teenager. Well, that's too poor for that when it was cool or whatever. That's the th- That's one of those shows where it's like, why wouldn't I go see this? I missed a, uh, I was tempted for like, uh, my thing is a lot of times things that are very like internet funny, whatever shit will come through. And I kind of yeah. want to be in that ironic, like let's go see Rick Astley at emos, yeah. which happened recently. That happened last night. But then I realized everyone there is thinking the same thing and I don't want to see those people. Right, right. Yeah. I want to only be around like unironic fans of these things and kind of soak that in. Like that's why, oddly enough, the ICP show was good. Yeah. There weren't that many people there who seemed like they were laughing at it. Right. They were into so it. So I felt like a little more like, like cultural yeah. anthropology rather than just like everyone's in on my joke beautifully you know? put like, yeah I don't want everyone to be on the same joke it's not funny then there's no irony anymore it's like we are yeah. just the new fans you just <laughs> you just explained why I went to Real Big Fish there you go the, yeah. you know it's, it's exactly why I knew Rick Astley would be like an all like teenager mean yeah. kind of crowd. Oh, and how many times do you think he played that fucking, it would actually be community college song. age. Yeah. That's my, I've have the scale of how, you know, when something's not cool. Yeah. So it starts with like a cool, like mid twenties guy comes up with an idea. Then like, college students like college college students get into it then teenagers yeah then kids then like moms and shit get into their kids humor yeah and that's usually a cutoff point but then you wait like six months and you hear a guy at a community college talking about how cool this new dubstep is Uh and that's when you know it's just out it's like when it reaches community college that's the last frontier (laughs) yeah that's like the lowest tier yeah because uh, to hear someone moms before community college yes well to hear someone talking about anything at community college implies they're hanging out out there yeah which you got to think what's more lonely than being like i'm just gonna chill at community college <laughs> it's like high school but dumber yeah it's high school i can leave but i decided to stay sure i want to just chill out in the break room <laughs> at community college and talk about this new hot act called skrillex i just found yeah. out about that's i think that's the lowest common denominator if co- community college kids like it I'm, yeah that's it. You're you know, done. Yeah. I'm not trying to be that cool, but there, yeah. I got to draw a line somewhere. And like community college kids are like Nazis. If either of those groups are into something, I'm out. That's it. You're done. <laughs> <laughs> the, the voice of community college is not, yeah. res, is not shouting not out working. to you. Yeah. No. It's funny that you put moms before them. I always, well, I always think, see, here's where I'm at right now because, uh, yeah, I mentioned I'm 37. I feel like if I'm catching wind of something now, it's, it's just too probably, late. <laughs> yeah, it's probably not cool anymore. Cause if I, <sighs> the channels that I, that, that, that I am, that are catering to me yeah. are the ones that are finding this shit out after all the ones. That yeah. Are well, the issue, the issue for me is like, 
this is a weird thing. If you want to get into an age gap, like what it's like to be a millennial talk, like everything that was a big joke to me as a teenager is now like our main, like mainstream media content, like, like memes and all that. Yeah. I mean the, Pepe the Frog being like a Nazi symbol that Hillary Clinton talked about. One, like once that's a world I didn't expect to happen. <laughs> once advertising catches on to what young people like, then mm-hmm. then it then it becomes you're you're now well, this is beyond that even. This isn't yeah. like you're being pandered to by advertising. I mean, I'm pretty sure you could argue 4chan elected our president. That's, uh, yeah. that's dark. They should not be able to. I remember an age on 4chan uh, where people were just like going on to like have a hotel to close the pool off on this like virtual reality game. (laughs) And now those people elected our president. What? uh, (laughs) How how you you figure? I mean, look at the internet. (laughs) I mean, look who's talking about it. Look who uh, the type of people are behind like all the little subreddits and all that sort of bullshit. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 you know, I'm I'm kind of being a little, I'm joking a little, I'm over exaggerating. No, but the sad fact is he got elected because there's just a lot of like, awful white trash in america yeah. you know well i think this the, the, <laughs> the big reveal let me lift the curtain sure. here no, we the, suck the, uh, but on top of that the definitely, states the states that made the difference i think were the ones that were so easily swayed yeah and, so, and uh I, you know i don't doubt that 4chan and there's definitely and as far as the youth hand, yeah. the youth aspect of it is that, definitely exactly. i mean the alt-right itself and all the richard spencer stuff those are like 4chan kids yeah. they all were just kind of joking mm-hmm. I, I, honestly i don't feel any pity for richard spencer getting punched no. at all but i will say i definitely feel the minor bit of pity that i think he didn't expect to end up where he is right now probably not he didn't i think it him. was just like a long running 4chan joke like, God, yeah. what if i yeah. what if i like start calling <laughs> this thing alt right wouldn't that be funny yeah oh man what if i like start what if i just say like Kyle Trump, that'd be silly, right? And uh, then it just kept going, and now he runs a white nationalist organization, yeah. and he's just like, "How did I get here?" So 4chan is uh, they're they're bread and his butter, exactly. And it's just all like I, I really I, I legit <laughs> believe it started as some sort of joke that yeah. he just like can't turn off now. It's like yeah. no, it's it's too late. Well, There's that's no turning back. Uh, that's what I think that whole campaign was. Uh, Richard Spencer aside, I think the whole Trump thing. Honestly, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I I feel a little to blame. Yeah. I feel like people like me, and I'm sure like probably most people I know like joking about Trump's presidency is yeah. why he exists. Do you think uh, his presidency will be the end of apathy and irony with uh, uh, younger generations? I mean, there's definitely a moment of feeling like it's my fault and like <laughs> making me want it in that. Like I definitely feel the most politically inclined I've ever been because yeah. I definitely don't think, I, I think it's being a, wishful thinking to think that there's just like an evil racist power that put him into power and Mm. voted for him like the reality of is what got him in the position he's in is just people kind of not taking it serious and joking about it and having a lot of apathy i mean i still think apathy and like i feel like absurdity is inherent to apathy and humor i feel like those still have a place but being so neutral that he can just walk all over you might have not been a good call it's okay (laughs) it's okay in the context of humor but when it leaks into real life it's just like oh we're just kidding around also all brown people are banned forever yeah (laughs) then you fucked up then maybe you should just like said a thing or two about like Oh, no. I will admit it's it's very surreal to log on to you know uh, Facebook mm. and you know. 
know, um, a year or two, a year and a half ago, it was nothing but, did you see Rihanna's video? Did you see Beyonce's well, you hair? you know, Facebook's and now, to blame and now for this. It's, now it's all, you know, Facebook we have to algorithms are why he's president. Well, yeah. Because Facebook algorithms only show you what, Part of it, what yeah. you want to see, basically. Right. The chamber. The, the, and it was the easy to joke chamber. about Trump because as far as I knew, people wouldn't shut the fuck up about Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I realized, wait, wait, no one cares about Bernie Sanders. Most of these people love Trump. Yeah. <laughs> Facebook put I, me I'm in a gu- bubble. I'm guilty of putting out the Bernie Sanders vibe, but I mean, not to I'm, an extent I, of, I would love uh, that aggression. over our current. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people would. Hey, look, I voted for Hillary. You know, like I'll I mean, I, say it out loud. I'm, I'm an apathetic voter who didn't vote at all, which yeah. I could be even bigger part of the problem, depending on how you spend that. But uh, well, you're in a red state, so it yeah, might not have I mean, that really, much of an impact. There's um, only so much I could do other than move. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I, I thought I thought about not voting too, but the Jewish guilt in me would not yeah, let me put yeah. that down. So I, I mean, I, I should have. I just yeah. not a. Uh, the thing is, I when I turned 18, I wanted to go full adult. Mm-hmm. I took that way serious, I think mostly just because I was like a runaway as a kid. Yeah. So like the adult part of my life started before I could actually do adult things. Yeah. So once I hit 18, I was like, I got to like buy a scratch off and a pack of smokes and go vote. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? Yes. laughs> and so I registered and they just botched my registration somehow. And I yeah. got a letter in the mail six months after the election. This is the first Obama election. Oh, weird. Letting me know that my Your vote, vote wasn't counted count. because I, did, I missed a phone call apparently or yeah, something. Wow. So that level of like bureaucracy, like voiding my vote and then not telling me six months later definitely makes Turned you, you feel a little disenfranchised, disenchanted uh, with it all. A, simi- a similar issue when I was uh, living in New York, that's where I'm from, lived there my mm-hmm. whole life. Uh, the year of Hurricane Sandy was the year of a mayoral election. Mm. And um, I remember all the precincts were, ju- everything was just so jumbled and messed up. So they yeah. were, basically the government said, uh, go and vote wherever there's a booth and your vote will count. And I went ahead and did that. And next thing I know, I got a similar letter. Yeah. You yeah. Know, it was well, like your vote was negated. You know, that that like, too. What? There was two, there was two tiers of that issue because my vote wasn't counted because I wasn't technically registered apparently. Yeah. Even though I filled out every paper piece of paper I could for it. And on top of that, yeah, I was apparently at the wrong polling place that was a mile from my apartment. Yeah. Apparently I had to go a mile the other way. Oh, that's ridiculous. And yeah. it wouldn't have mattered either way. So, I mean, yeah. no matter what, it's just and, like really hard for me to vote. Well, and this is what people in the position of power want. They want to make it difficult for the I people. mean, they... <sighs> Uh, they specifically don't want me to vote because my vote sucked. <laughs> I did a write-in. Well, they I, won. They won that election. <laughs> I just did a write-in for yeah. this dude I knew who was like, I met this guy at a gas station who turned out to be a pedophile. <laughs> Jesus And Christ. I was like, what if I put this guy's name in? <laughs> I put in his nickname, too. His name was Adam Fastway. Yeah. Because he worked at the Fastway gas station. We're going to bleep out the last name there. That's not his real last name. That's a nickname. Oh, okay. Well, you know. Um, <laughs> he, <laughs> a little bit of a running gag. We I, had I, I used to see him at uh, the convenience store by my house when I briefly lived in New Braunfels, Texas. Yeah. And, I, I, you know, I would just shoot the shit with him because he was like the night shift guy and I was bored. And it's always young. the night shift guys, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the people they don't want anyone to see. Right, exactly. <laughs> and, I mean, he was always weird. He, like, liked similar music to me at the time. I was young. He liked, like, metal or some shit. Yeah. So we talk about that a lot. And then just one day someone was like, do you know that guy? Have you ever like looked him up? <laughs> and he, long story short, aggravated assault of a, a basically a toddler when Jesus. he was when he was fourteen. Yeah. So I, I that left me with all sorts of feelings. So I was like, he did this when he was younger than me. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I mean, part of you inherently wants to be like, well, this was a kid, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> what do I can I hold a child's actions to an adult or vice versa? But then I'm like, whoa. Yeah, I think when you're fourteen, that's an extreme yeah, action, regardless. You, you know so. not to hit a toddler. I mean, uh, you know, they didn't write that in the King of the Hill. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, there was no uh, child sexual assault episode of King of the Hill. That's the one thing they were missing. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, when did you write this guy's name in? Was this this, pres- this last uh, presidential? 2008. Like, oh, 2008. Yeah, yeah, that's the only time I tried to vote, and they oh. said I couldn't. And I was All right, well. really bummed, because I think he would have won. Yeah. I think he had a chance. I think he did, too. <laughs> what was it again? Adam Fastway? Yeah. <laughs> ah, Jesus Christ. I mean, if we could vote for Trump now, <laughs> he probably really did have a chance. I'm sure. If he would have just got on social media against his parole officer's uh, orders, yeah. he'd be famous right now. So, uh, the uh, the noise community and the noise shows, do you have anything coming up or uh, uh, anything to speak to that? Or how'd um, you get involved in that? It's you just start into it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's just a music music. I found, you know, you you're getting into the millennial versus blah, 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 whatever conversation. I mean, having the internet at your disposal, obviously advances the process way yeah. faster than you're used to. And I don't know. I was just, I had family that were kind of like my mom was into like hair metal and crap. Yeah. So I feel like I had a foothold on like quote unquote cool music way earlier than people. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure I owned like, metallica ride the lightning or some shit when i was like eight or nine on cd or tape even yeah and so by the time i was a teenager i was just you know soul seek google whatever mm-hmm. whatever service to search for music there was blog spots trying to find everything i could and eventually ran into like noise and other weird things yeah. of that sort so it just clicked with me it's it's more or less i mean obviously i'm i you know i, I boned up on, on it as much as i could <laughs> leading up to this interview yeah, yeah. but it, it seems very Heavily influenced by that Lou Reed album, right? Metal Machine Music. <laughs> Do you guys get that a lot? Oh, you guys I hate that, that one. I yeah. hate that getting that one. No, I mean, but I mean, you could argue I, there's I, a I truth mean, behind that, right? No, I mean, I don't think it is. I mean, it's influenced. I feel like most of the stuff I like, at least, is influenced by like earlier Japanese like experimental music, yeah, which was definitely like less concerned with Lou Reed or whatever. But I mean, that album in particular is a weird like moment in history. Yeah, that came way before. I mean. Th- that but surely era, you could see why people make the similarity. Well, that era is yeah. uh, honestly, I wish they made that comparison more, not just to Lou Reed, but in general. It's weird to s- grow up hearing about, you say, like fucking Jimi Hendrix playing like a guitar solo that ends in like 10 minutes of feedback and him just like lighting it on fire or whatever and hear how cool that is and then basically do the audio equivalent of that and have those same people be like, what? Yeah. And it's like, what? It's just the uh, noise is just like an infinite sound guitar solo yeah. <laughs> i mean and not literally it doesn't have to be made with guitar usually guitar is not it's the last before. thing on the list yeah. but i mean it's like i don't know when people don't get it or really dislike it 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 kind of blows my mind so i'm like so what you don't like choruses or guitar solos like it's just really taking the money shot yeah and putting it at the forefront yeah i mean i love it i told ethan i'm i was really enjoying it it seemed very it's fun i think it's fun but i I mean people don't even have to like 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 you know like listen to it a ton i just think what people don't even wrap their heads around the concept of it yeah i mean it's at least fun i think i I, I appreciate it well first of all um uh, to speak to the internet thing it's Mm. so rare to find a sort of for lack of a better term, a subterranean culture. Hmm. You know, there's no more underground anymore. Yeah, I, grew, yeah. I grew up with an underground. You know, there were Definitely. things that were just not, av- you know, available to the mainstream and therefore you knew who wasn't I mean, there part. still yeah. was a lot of like movements and different artists I knew that just faded into obscurity really fast, even with the aid of, you know, yeah. file sharing and stuff like that. But there definitely felt like less pride in knowing about that at the time. So I was like, well, anyone can know about this. Yeah. Well, it, it, you know, I guess, um, what I was trying to say was that it just, it it fascinates me because Mm -hmm. it seems to only encompass a select membership. So, you know, and, and I really enjoyed it because 
you know, my reasons are that I, I enjoy disruptive, chaotic things. You well, know? exactly. That's what I always, it, it, it seems, bummed me out as a teen. It seems rebellious. It seems disruptive. It bummed me out as a teen because yeah. I was into all the, you know, punk and metal shows, all the rebellious things you'd be into when you're like 13. Then I discovered things like noise. And to me, I was like, mm, logical next step. Yeah, you're home. It's like, let's yeah. just push the disruptive chaos, whatever further. Yeah. And I would show it to all my cool punk friends and just get kind of like a, huh? Yeah. Or this is stupid. Yeah. I'm like, how do you... That's how you not, know. Yeah. I, I'm not asking you to sit here and listen to an hour of feedback or whatever with me. That's, you know, you don't have to do that. You don't have yeah. to go that deep. But I mean, it, to at least not understand the concept to me, I think it's a concept that more people should get. Yeah. It's simple. Now, is it is it that people more, okay, is it about attending the show or is it about, because li- I listen to it at home well, it on my laptop I while guess. I was doing work. Uh, people, yeah. a lot of people would say the show, live show aspect's better, but mm. Yeah, it can I go hate, either way. I, I don't know. I hate human interaction, despite being someone who books shows like <laughs> semi for a living. Well, you are an artist. Right. <laughs> uh, I mean, it depends. I think it's two different genres entirely at that point. Yeah. I well, I performance performance in a genre that's primarily improvised and doesn't have like a traditional song structure mm-hmm. is so far removed from listening. Yeah. I mean, they go hand in hand if you're like really into it, but I feel like you can like one or the other because I'll definitely meet people in like the noise scene or whatever, quote unquote, who will try to out someone being like, Oh, this guy doesn't even listen to noise. He just like comes to some of the shows. I'm like, so well, what's the difference? Yeah, yeah that's fine. Like, I can live with that. Terms, like, yeah. Well, it's usually rooted in some dumb misogyny things. It's yeah. usually women. People say that about and they're like, oh, uh-huh. but that bitch doesn't even listen to noise. I'm like, I don't really care. I guess uh, some things don't change in music scenes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like that's something that's carried over. Oh, that kind of well, works. I get that one a lot too. It's a hot topic, at least among younger experimental, whatever kind of niche communities to say that noise is inherently a very misogynist kind of bigoted genre and i'm like have you been to a punk show yeah <laughs> have you ever been to yeah. like a techno night somewhere yeah tell me tell me how many dudes with big wallets and turtlenecks that are white <laughs> as fuck like drugging girls drinks are there <laughs> and sure? then tell me my show with like 10 awkward boys at it yeah. is really that big of a like social yeah. phenomenon that you need to crush i like your description <laughs> of the bro the it's, turtleneck and big wallet yeah well turtleneck in the if only for techno shows techno i've seen shows. a lot of turtlenecks it's it's yeah. fashionable i guess it's that like yeah turning yourself into a disembodied head look that everyone's so keen on <laughs> so uh so, I mean, yeah if you have a problem with dudes at shows and then you're into punk like you're already missing the point yeah like yeah. that is the dutiest broiest <laughs> shit you need to stop so that first what uh what can we look forward to in the near future do you, you can uh, we see you at a festival getting kicked out or is there an album <laughs> only or? my own <laughs> well i know yeah, uh we know Mar- you're online but march uh, 6th at the volstead yeah i'm um, doing a show Ethan body tape here is DJing and yeah. different friends of mine are playing from around the country. And how do you, how do you bill yourself? Do you bill yourself as breakdancing? Uh, Vol- Volstead on March 6th, I'll be playing as meme girls, which is me and my wife's like excellent yeah. duo. Uh, next breakdancing Ronald Reagan thing is March 18th and it's uh, at my house. So you'll just have to find me on <laughs> Facebook and hit me up for that one. Yeah. Add Jonathan cash on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Please go ahead. Our, I haven't hit the friend cap yet. Yeah. I don't, Our, I don't know how you the do listeners that. for this podcast, has reached in well into the tens. Oh, good, now. good. Yeah, yeah so got, we're doing. I've got right. room for like 
1800 before I hit the friend cap. So as long <laughs> as only half of you guys. Yeah. <laughs> add well, me. We're going to keep hammering it away and, and, and we could find your stuff online too, right? You have a YouTube channel. Yes. Or? I've got a YouTube just under my name, Jonathan cash. I don't know. Jonathan cash. Really it's a hard it. search. It's not a very searchable name. <laughs> it's a thing. Yeah. But yeah. I didn't want to have like a, I never, I can't come up with usernames very well. I'm yeah. bad at that. I'm glad we're in an era where you can click sign in with Google and just like, that's it. Subvert that. Like, what if I want to be called? Like, baby boy 420 or like i can't decide like i'm not good at that i don't have enough names thought up well i i i still endorse jonathan and the blah blah blahs if you ever decide to go in that direction at gmail <laughs> uh well uh jonathan johnny uh brr i don't know what Do to address you as i want to thank you for coming by i know you were cool. uh getting over a little illness but oh, you, yeah, you, you sound like you're fine you're healthy I'm just being a baby yeah i've got a roommate who's like a hypochondriac so oh really he gets <laughs> sick fun. he gets sick and just kind of i think psyching me out at this point after hearing how sick he is for like eight months yeah and i'm like man maybe i'm i'm really sick <laughs> yeah Fuck, i'm done guys i have to go to the hospital you know? <laughs> i'm starting to turn into him i gotta be careful well i'm glad to see you're on your feet and avoiding the hypochondriacs <laughs> yes. uh thank you for doing the show uh if you enjoyed this show please uh spin by we're well first of all we're part of the body tape international podcast network spin by body tape intl.com to sample more of this fine programming and if you were into this show drop us a line at ryan has a podcast at gmail.com uh this was this was a fantastic almost epic episode i would say we've gone on how long have we gone on yeah, for here long Jesus. Yeah, Jesus Christ! I got to take a whiz. I had so, like four uh, energy drinks to get ready. Listen yeah. to uh, listen to uh, Jonathan Cash's uh, music online and uh, check I out. Forgot some to ac- share the live video. Check you think out, it's too late. No, yeah, no, <laughs> let's you know, just start over. Let's start t- over. We're gonna start over. Take two. Uh, but that's gonna do it for us, and we will see you next week. See ya. International. Oh,